Okay. Praise the Lord. Well, we've got a testimony of life in Russia. Joel and Michael Brown, if you would come down. We're going to let you guys give a brief but powerful smack you in the face with Jesus and the Holy Spirit kind of <laughs> testimony. If they, if they can hold each other up as they ball on each other's shoulder, God is... Uh, Done a powerful thing, okay? You got it? You want me to hold this? <laughs> Actually, we have a video first, if that's okay. It's like a little five-minute segment. Real, sni real quick snippet. Okay, we'll watch it. I'm leaving on a jet plane. Don't know when I'll be planned out. Um, wow. We have the best dad in the whole world. I thought I got it out of worship. <laughs> I thought I was dehydrated enough. I'm telling you, uh, most of this trip, I think me and Mike spent crying. Um, but first and foremost, I want to thank you guys as a church um, for <coughs> supporting us as we went to Kalmykia, Russia, financially, prayer. I mean, in any way, shape, or form, you guys were such a blessing and um, honestly made this trip a breeze concerning, um, you know, uh, customs and stuff, because I was talking with one of the leaders, and they said this is one of the uh, smoother trips that we've had, so thank you guys for everything. Um, just a little snippet, I don't have much time, but <clears throat> in the video you saw a couple of the um, shrines and temples uh, that we visited. I didn't really want to put too much into the video, because um, I really don't want to honor their gods, um, because it's not real. But just to share a little bit about it and kind of go into a little bit more depth, um, it's a dark place over there. Spiritually, it's 99.8 something percent Buddhist, if I remember correctly, over there. And so as soon as you step foot there, I mean, just the, the heaviness, the spiritual heaviness that is there is ridiculous. And to know that these people are worshiping these gods, these pagan gods, breaks my heart. And so I ask that you guys would just continue to pray for the Kamek people because they're hungry. They are hungry for something, but they continually turn to these, these idols. It's, it's, it's a visual thing. They see it. They don't understand the whole faith aspect, but they're hungry. They're, they're wanting to learn more. And so when you go up to somebody and you say, have you ever heard of Christ? And they're like, who's that? Have you ever heard of Christianity? What's that? That's unreached right there. Those are the people that we're ministering to. 
the people that want the joy that we have, when somebody comes up and asks you, what is it that makes you so happy? It's the love of Christ. It's the love of the God that I serve. Well, who's this Christ guy? I want to know more about him. Because what I'm going to, this, this, this Buddhist temple, you know, I'm not, I'm not you know, feeling any joy. If anything, I'm more depressed when I leave. And so that just absolutely snaps my heart, and I'm just like, America, it's time to wake up. Church, it's time to wake up. It is time for us to start sending people over there to reach the Kalmyk people, to turn that 98 point, or 99 point something percent, whatever it is, into Christian, to Christians. Because I'm sick and tired of watching these people go into the Buddhist temple. And I'm, tell, and I, I'm telling you, something that's very interesting, and I wish that we did this in America, that, seven pill, or that, um, that one shrine where we did most of our evangelism, it's at the center of town. So religion is at the center of the city. So you have the, the college, you have um, the polit- political system, you have the banking. Everything is surrounding the religion. And to think if that was a Christian church instead of a Buddhist shrine. Think of the power and the way that God moves. God can move. And so I want to challenge you. What are we going to do here in Newcastle? to do what they're doing for Christ. Christ at the center of our city. My time is up. I love you guys. Thank you. And I'll turn it over to Mike to close us out. Wow. You did really good, yes. I will be quick, and I'll pick up where Joel left off. What are we going to do? Are we going to come every Sunday and play church for two hours and then go about the rest of your life, Monday through Friday, thinking only of yourself and feeling that you are entitled to what God sent his son for? The biggest thing, one of the biggest things that I got is that I am not entitled to anything. Now, you can read your Bible, and you can hear all theology and all this stuff from all these other preachers, Joel Osteen, all these people. I love them, but you aren't entitled to the seat that you sit on and the clothes you have on your back. You're not entitled to come here and worship the Lord in freedom and not be afraid to lose your life or to lose your family. All right? I don't mean that to sound harsh, but we, we are not entitled all right, we, we don't deserve mercy and grace gives that to us. So what will we do? And you're going to hear this for a long time because one of the, the missions of our church, one of the vision of our church is not just to support Erica and Marinda, but it's to send people out. So God has got to give us a plan on how to disciple and raise up missionaries to send to other countries instead of just taking a few bucks out of our pocket to send somebody else. Thank you for sending me. It has, um, when I think about that you guys supported me, how you supported my wife by bringing her meals, you sowed seed into Russia. You sowed seed into Kalmykia. Um, Next Sunday, I'll share just a little bit more, but I want to touch base on what happened in my wife because she did not want to get up here. 
You know the journey that she didn't want to send me. She fought, right, Tom? Tooth and nail, kicking, screaming, holding on to her husband to stay. But let her tell. Um, before he left, I was just pretty overcome in fear and um, really selfishness. Just, I need you. doesn't matter if somebody else needs you. Uh, we need you. You're, you're my father's or my children's father. And um, so as the week goes along, the first day, <laughs> right before they left, I prayed, Lord, if they're not supposed to go, just give them a flat tire on the way to the airport. If they miss their flight, they can't go. And so, I mean, it was very selfish thinking um and so the after he was gone and I began to see um because he lost his phone so we had to FaceTime which ended up being really cool um I got to see the hearts of the people there and different things that was happening and um the Lord just did something inside of me that just took the selfishness away and and showed me that they needed him, and they need us, every one of us. Our whole family's going to go, which is pretty big, um, pretty big ticket there, about 15 grand <laughs> for us all to go, but we're going to take our kids. And um, the Lord just showed me that I was in fear and clearly not in faith, but um, that he had it. <laughs> you know, like he, he had my husband, and he had a plan. And somebody told me while he was going, um, if you're in the will of God and you're bringing glory, then he's covering you. And so it ended up being, it was so opposite when he, um, when he was on his way home. I was so excited to see him, but I was sickened inside that he had to leave. Can we you? It was the most bittersweet feeling that I knew he was going to be home, but that somebody else needed him more than I did. So it just really did a complete reverse thing in my thinking. And God's got my husband. He's called him to do it. He's called us. He's called all of us to do it, whether you're in America or Russia or China. It doesn't matter. If there's people that do not know the name of Jesus, you are called to tell them. So, And that's just something that God did in me while he was gone. So I'll close this out. But pray for Joel and I, pray for our leadership, pray for this church, because God wants to use us to cast vision. Because the tears you see are not of, of I feel so sorry for them, but when you ask God to show you how he loves, and when you know that they don't have a relationship with their father, the one who created them. You feel the draw that he has for them. So it's God, what is our plan to partner with these people, to partner with Anderson Church, to partner with South Africans who are there, to, to partner with other Russians who we all came together for God to change a place. 
So I'm going to leave you with this scripture. John 3, 16 and John 3, 17. Because it says it all. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Because God sent not his Son into the world to condemn it, but through him that the world might be saved. So thank you for what you've done for us, for the seed that you've sowed into our families. And I pray and bless you with a rich harvest because what you have sowed, you will reap. Amen. Wow, that's powerful. I encourage you guys to grab a hold of one of these two. And uh, if you need some more down low on what happened, there was story after story and people getting saved. They led people to the Lord released healing in the streets. It was just powerful. So I encourage you to, to grab one of them.